Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they are free. Fisher DeSopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Gentlemen, good to see you guys. How are we today? Feeling good. Good. First, awesome. first fantasy draft in the books. Yes, Nick's first fantasy draft is in the books. You're the first one done. I have two dynasty leagues, but I feel like we've spoken about that. Uh, we're going to go through your team, Nick, uh, and kind yeah. of give it a review, even though we've seen it already last night. And then we're going to give a review to some of our friends and some of our listeners who submitted their teams, which is very exciting. Um, and then we have just one random question from one of our buddies. I won't reveal who it is yet, but I think you guys will get a big kick out of it. But before we get into fantasy football, for the first time since April 18th, when Juan Soto was the favorite to win the National League MVP, Ronald Acuna Jr. is not the favorite to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Bringing back the segment, save that money, baby. Here comes the money. Here we go. Save that money. Favorite to win the MVP at minus 130 is Mookie Betts. Ronald Acuna Jr. is right now plus 120 on betonline.ag. Go there, use the promo code BELIEVE, get 50% off your welcome bonus. Freddie Freeman plus 900. What are your guys' thoughts? Are you going to put money on Acuna? Would you put money on Freeman? Or do you really think Betts is for real and it's his to lose? He's batting like 500 in the last X number of games. It's crazy. 22 games, I think. It's hard. I mean, I, th- I think with Mookie, like he's proven everything he needs to do as a hitter. Um, I mean, he's got great positional value because he can play all over the place. He's played mm-hmm. second base, shortstop, um, outfield this season. Acuna, though, with the steal numbers that we just haven't seen in such a long time out of an MVP candidate, I think is something that maybe the voting is going to favor. Not mm-hmm. 100% sure yet, but he's definitely lacking in the RBI category, and he's lacking a little bit in the home run category. I mean, it's not a big gap. Um, the OPS is the big one for me, though, I think. When you look at a player, war as well, when you look at a player, like those are the two biggest metrics for valuing how um, valuable they are. So right now, I mean, I would say, yeah, it's got to be Mookie Betts. Um, I don't think Freddie's going to be able to close the gap there. Um mm-hmm his own teammate and on Acuna but if Acuna wants to lock it back up I think he's gotta just put more power out you know gotta hit more home runs and that's really at the end of the day what it's gonna come down to I think yeah I think really just really spot on right there and I want to correct myself and or maybe make it more exact since August 17th when he was 35 to 1 to win the MVP Mookie is batting 550 his OPS is 1500 and he's got 22 hits so he has been on a tear of tears uh, like you're saying, Nick, his OPS is tops. His war now leads all batters and hitters. Obviously, if you combine Shohei Otani's batting and pitching, he leads. But 
Mookie now leads over a full point over Acuna Jr. with a 7.4 war. So ridiculous. He's raised his batting average at 315. Um, and it may be too insurmountable for his teammate, Freddie Freeman, to overcome. And I'm with you. If Acuna wants to get back in the lead, and look, 30 home runs, 60 steals is so ridiculous, but he's going to have to try to near 40 first to be closer to 30. What do you yeah. think, Toss? Yeah, I mean, I'll just add in. We, we talk about how it's a long season. We talk about how, from a team standpoint, getting hot at the right time is critical to playoff success. Team like the Mariners, right? They are now atop the AL West. Crazy. I feel like from a player standpoint, Mookie has been doing the same thing, right? As incredible as Ronald Acuna has been. And you look at the rest of the, the categories. He has more hits than Mookie. His average is higher. His OBP is higher, right? The OPS, we already mentioned, Mookie's is over a thousand. So he wins in that category, but um, it's not like Ronald Acuna doesn't have a claim to this award, but how hot Mookie has been. And I'll just throw in there like, yes, Ronald Acuna has been a highly touted player. When you're talking fantasy, when you're talking about young players on the rise, Mookie Betts has already won an MVP. Mm. He's, he's already won a world series. The way that we consider this guy is in a, a different regard as of now in comparison to Ronald Acuna, who is still kind of solidifying himself as a top five position player in baseball year in, year out. Um, and so I think maybe there's there's some of the kind of, he's been there, he's done that. We respect this guy so much when you're talking mm. about the voter standpoint. It might Going a little, a little reverse fatigue. Uno from voter fatigue toss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, he, I, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, not to mention he has another MVP candidate on his team and he's playing better than him. Right. Mm. And you look at you you look at the Braves and maybe like we are paying a lot of attention to Matt Olson, but people aren't talking about him as much as they should be. I would say Olson is a top five MVP candidate for me. Yeah. He should be. He's put up he's Absurd. yeah, he's he's right now two thirds of the triple crown in the NL, which is pretty crazy. And we know he's got a great glove at first base. But yeah, it's I think it's a very interesting outlook. Mookie's definitely a fan favorite. He has his own show on um, with Bleacher. You know, players love him. He's won the World Series twice with the Red Sox, with the Dodgers, won an MVP already with the Red Sox. And I think, Nick, you asked me a bit ago, was it, we played a little trivia game over there on the couch, like who is the two of the two players, uh, who are the players to win MVPs with two different teams? Like not many guys have done that. So he would definitely be in a very unique category. And you saw how he, like, he hit a home run over the Green Monster uh, this past weekend, and the fans were cheering. Like, he's so – it's just ridiculous. He's, like, on the, on the opposing team. And the Red Sox, like, need to win games. It's not like, okay, yeah. like, season's over. Like and The Red Sox fans are usually pretty unforgivable, too. I mean, no, it wasn't his his decision to go to L.A., but for the most part, if they're not on the Red Sox, they're not going to show you love. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's a, it's a pretty, like, ludicrous – thing when you consider where the Red Sox are in the standings and their fan base. So going to be very interesting to watch a race that I guess a month ago, the three of us and most of the baseball world was thought to be locked up with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, let's get to fantasy football, though. We had a hilarious day. I do want to rag on one of our leagues really quickly. You, I thought both of you guys came in with very fun ways to determine our draft order in the league we were all in together for our Los Angeles Football League. And our league with quote unquote creatives in the league across the board yeah. elected to go with Act a random actors, order. people who work in music, people who are in design. There's it doesn't make any sense. And none of those guys want to do something that involves some creativity and some fun. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd expect that out of my finance friends, but not these guys. Yeah. I think one of our finance friends, was he the one that suggested uh, we, we do dick pics and have people rate them or was that another friend? No, that was a different guy. As <laughs> a different guy, fair. He was I'm being just... he was being facetious, but I I found it funny. It was kind I of was like too. at the end of everyone giving suggestions. You alluded to me and Nick giving suggestions, and then everyone kept re-emphasizing an earlier message that was basically like, "Why don't we just use a random number generator?" And they kept I... emphasizing it. They kept yeah. emphasizing it, and then that guy Morgan <laughs> Gordon who is a Saints fan and a TCU uh, Horn Frogs fan. As he made he, known to get Bijan Robinson's bid to get Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I threw he, out an he idea. Threw out a, yeah, he was the one that threw out on the table. the uh, Powering for the picks. Yeah, yeah I, threw, I threw a very convoluted one out there, but I thought it would be fun like if everyone threw an idea out there to determine the draft order and then we like ran that's what we randomized and that's how we determined it like i thought like that way everyone gets involved throw something out there um but that league's always got chaos always got a little tension and we've all been boys for a very long time so i'm excited to do the draft though in person again this year uh for most of us so that'll be very exciting that draft is on thursday i have two drafts i have my home league and i have my draft with you guys where i'm partnered with toss but nick you had your draft this week, um, and I want to get to yours, and I want to get to our buddies' question, and then I want to rate some of our buddies and listeners' teams and lineups. But let's pull your team up, if you don't mind. You are in – this is your biggest money league, correct? This is my big money league. It's an auction league. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is the one that I care about most. Um, I've won once. I've come in second many times. <laughs> so this is Mr. Bean. Hello, uh, Mr. Bean. Great Mr. Character. Bean's team. So we did an auction draft, and this is what I ended up with. You get one keeper, and your keeper is kept for $5 more than they were brought in for the year before. So my keeper was Garrett Wilson because I picked him off, picked him up off the wavy wire. So he was free. So I got him for $5. Um, he would have probably gone for over $60 in this league. So I saved myself a good chunk of change here. So uh, what's get- the total? Uh, cap two hundred dollar budget. And what was the highest mark for? So Bijan Robinson was the highest paid for player at seventy eight dollars. And then after that, um, you know Jefferson, McCaffrey, Eckler, um, you know those guys were all seventy plus. And then you know get the sixty range for like Saquon Barkley, Devonte Adams, Nick Chubb. Um, certain guys were kept, so they weren't even. Uh, auction for jamar chase wasn't available kelsey sure. wasn't available uh wow. some of those big name guys that you just didn't have an opportunity to go after a lot oh, of it as well is this a predominantly guys from texas yes okay. yes i mean clearly yeah the way to go sherlock i mean like the, I, i've never seen like i'm just doing that for the listeners to give thank them you. Some context. <laughs> Not, I, I didn't mean to come across <laughs> full ppr full, full ppr league can I ask one more question, Nick? How long can you? I don't know if you said this. I might have missed it. Can you? How long can you keep guys up to? You can keep a guy for three seasons. Okay, so you'll so, ultimately get Garrett Wilson for. I think I I can keep him. Uh, I think I can keep him two more seasons after this, and then for fifteen dollars total, which is a steal. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how that was possible. I I think nobody goes for their teams harder than guys from New York and guys from Texas. Like the guys from Texas will go for the Longhorns and for the Cowboys, well, the New York guys go for the Yankees. Let me just throw it out there that yes, they're all from Texas, but I'm the only one that went to Texas in this league. It's an it's an old work league, so um, 
I mean, I don't, I, it just might be like, you know, Longhorn hype and bias. I mean, living in Austin, of course, you know, yeah. you still favor that team, but I don't remember the guy who took him. I don't even think the guy that took him, like, is even that big of a, a Horns fan. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then let's get, do you want to stay how you want, do you want to state how you felt about it first and then toss and I can dig sure. in? Sure. Well, let me just read it out to the people yeah. who are listening and can't yeah. see the screen here. So at quarterback, I took Justin Herbert. In my opinion, um, he's due to have a big season. Had a letdown season last year. It wasn't terrible, sure. but I mean, this is the make or break year, I think, for the Chargers and for that offense. Ke- Kellen Moore comes in, um, and, you know, and hopefully revamps the offense and gives them a more creative play call. You've got another year of Keenan Allen healthy and Mike Williams healthy, hopefully. And of course, you draft Quentin Johnson, and we'll, of course, we love Josh Palmer. Um, and Gerald Everett wasn't bad last year when it came to being a tight end and then Eckler, right? I mean, this is probably the last year Eckler is going to have with the chargers. He's just going to play it out. Um, so that's a really productive offense in a healthy old line too. So I'm looking for him to have a really big year. My keeper Garrett Wilson. I mean, it is what it is. You know yeah. I mean? He's going to be the rookie or he's the rookie sensation last year, one offensive rookie of the year. And now he's got a, finally a, a stable quarterback situation. I mean, he was able to put together an 1100 yard season last season, with three different guys, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White. Mm-hmm. Um, now you get, you know, the Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers on your team. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver two. This is a guy that I spent kind of a good chunk of change for. I, I might have overpaid a little bit, but what do you spend? I, I think $33. Okay. I was I was in a bidding war with someone. A bunch of people in the chat were like, oh my gosh, I wanted him. I think he's due for a big year. I mean, yes, two years off the first year for mental health, second year for the suspension. Um, but I mean, he's only 28 years old. I saw some great catches of his in the preseason, you know, Trevor Lawrence is coming into year three, going to look for a nice target. And look, his last season that he did play, he was really productive. I think he went for over 1300 yards, um, call our touchdown. So I'm looking for him to have a big year. Uh, Derek Henry is my RB one. I mean, that's old reliable there. If he's healthy, yeah. um, Josh, you mentioned that he was really effective last year in the past game too. His most effective season he's had. 33 receptions, almost 400 yards. Um, so, you know, that's going to be my my bell cow. Um, David Montgomery, you know, RB2, depending on what week it is. Um, you know, my other running back options, of course, Javante Williams. Um, yeah. And I, I got Zach Charbonneau, and then I got the other rookie, Devin Achen. Um, So we'll see. Uh, you know, of course, Montgomery takes over for Jamal Williams, so he could end up being that guy that just gets all the – uh, red zone, end zone opportunities, um, you know, and, and Gibbs can kind of be more of the the pass catching guy. Um, I think for me, the biggest steal of the draft is is Mark Andrews here. Got him for twenty four bucks. As I mentioned, Kelsey got kept, I think, for over fifty dollars. But in comparison, the next couple of tight ends that were drafted, Darren Waller, T.J. Hawkinson, I think respectively went for twenty three dollars and twenty two dollars. So. If you're saying that Mark Andrews is only a dollar or two better than these guys, then I'm taking that any day of the week. Uh, I mean, this might be his year that he overtakes Kelsey as maybe the guy. Sure. Uh, you never know. Um, my flex right now is Chris Godwin, another guy that I think is going to have a big year. I mean, look, Baker is not Tom Brady. Um, Baker is going to have to probably just get the ball out quick, as quick as possible. And if your guy – you know, he's running short routes like Chris Godwin. Just let him do what he can with his legs. You know, yards after catch is the big thing here. I didn't want to take Mike Evans, but I definitely took a chance on Chris Godwin here. I think he's going to be big. Brandon Ayuk on my bench. I think that for him, 
Um, you know, last year he was their best receiver on their team. Maybe not the most consistent, but he would pop off for big games. Um, my only issue is that there are games where he gets, you know, four catches a game, three catches a game, and it is what it is. But I think he's a solid bench option, and especially with Purdy finally being, you know, the guy, you know, and having a stable quarterback situation, maybe he benefits there. I mentioned Javante Williams. We're going to have to ease into him. It's kind of a wait and see. He's coming off of an ACL injury, but P. Ryan's going to be their guy. Um, but, you know, if Javante can come back healthy midseason, he's a really good option. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, this is where the roster gets really young. Um, you know, he's got a broken wrist. He had surgery, but they said only three or four weeks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much playing time he's going to get with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but I think it's a good guy to stash, especially in a league where, uh, you know, $5 more for a keeper. So he's an option. Quentin Johnson, of course, for the Chargers, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, I think he's due for a big year. I think he's a he's the home run threat that the, that the Chargers have been missing here. So we'll see how they, uh, you know, put him into their offense. Charbonnet, the reports that I've, I've heard throughout camp, throughout this offseason, is that he's the type of guy who could take over as running back number one. Kenneth Walker did go for a lot of money here, but I think this is the steal right here where he's going to get, you know, at least 10 carries a game might catch a couple, might catch a couple passes um, and then potentially could be their, their premier back. I mean, you've seen there just in Seattle, they don't care who their guy is. You know, they, they go with the most productive guy and if Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker next up, Zach Charbonnet um, backup quarterback took Bryce young. Who knows? I, at this point, you know, I, I've got Herbert, you know, his bye week is in week five. So got a few weeks and then maybe, you know, I don't know what's going to happen within the first four weeks for Bryce Young, but he could be boom or bust, in my opinion. He could be good with his legs, and that's kind of what I was looking for, someone who can run the ball as well. And then Devin Achain, who is in Miami running back. I think for him, you know, it's a really old running back room with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. So this guy could really have an opportunity to ease his way up into the premier back in that field. Um, you know, he's starting off kind of on the injury bumped and bruised list. Uh, so we'll see how quickly they – implement him into the offense, but I think it's a good stash. My kicker, Daniel Carlson. I mean, I think yeah. he's super reliable, especially kicking indoors for the Raiders all the time. And then he goes to mile high once a year. Um, that's a lock. And I think, you know, he's got endless range. Um, in my eyes, he's top three kicker in the league in terms of <laughs> and then uh Pat's defense. I mean, when you got Bill Belichick running the team, that's there's not really many holes there. I mean, they've got good special teams too. I mean, their guys can return kicks, and I'm all about that. Um, and I mean, I think when you compare their schedule to other teams, I don't want to take anyone in the AFC West, I don't want to take anyone in the uh NFC or AFC North or any of the NFC teams. I think, yes, you have to play Buffalo, but sometimes those games are super low scoring when it's cold weather. Same thing with Miami. You never know. Like they could, you know, completely hit a buzzsaw and not produce. Um, and then the Jets, you know, I mean, we'll see what's going on with them. But that's my team. Um, if I uh, may, Alex. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with, first of all, me. you're making a lot of facial reactions. So I, could, I couldn't tell if it was like, yeah. Let my, my facial reactions were, first of all, how many teams again are in this league? This is a 12 team league. Okay. That's why my facial reactions are what I'm. And I, I'm not even trying to gas you up here. I really don't know what was going on with the other 11 members of this league. <laughs> to me, this is one of the best drafted teams I've seen you have. And in an auction league, 
I've been in auction leagues in baseball and guys and the way you were describing with people throwing heavy dollars out at like Saquon and, you know, and yeah. you have a $200 limit and they throw $63 at Saquon and some $70 here and $70 there. And it seems like, okay, like, you know, you have money to play around with, but when you start throwing big money, every dollar counts in an auction league, every dollar counts. And I know you yeah. were a little disappointed that you still had money left over and yeah. I'll start in the things that I don't, not like I don't love, but I don't love as much. I wish you had spent all your money. Just that's how I feel in auction leagues. You got to figure out where to spend all your money. So that yeah. was a little disappointing. Um, I wish you were a little bit older on the bench, um, especially in the quarterback slot because your QB one uh, has a bye week early. But outside of that, I really don't know how you could have done better. Um, you know, your keeper is going to be Garrett Wilson, barring disaster for the next few years. So you're putting yourself in a really nice position come trade deadline. If there are teams that are falling and don't necessarily have a keeper for next year, you have potentially five great ones. Yeah. Across Charbonnet, Young, all the rookies you drafted, all five. So if any of them are balling out, and I think Johnson probably would be my pick to ball out because the way the Chargers are using him and the way he's looked so far in camp and what, what we saw at TCU, how dominant he was uh, for a big-bodied receiver. You can package him with somebody if you want to upgrade Ridley for like a big-name wide receiver. Right. Or and running can, back. Or running back if you want to upgrade Montgomery. As long as your team's fully healthy, I, I think you're really in an excellent position. You have – if you may go back to your roster, if I could just peep it one more time. Yeah, I was just showing you kind of what the what results the, were. The guys were yeah, doing. I, I mean like just the 70 – Just articulate to the fans like in this draft, you have a $200 budget mm -hmm. and Justin Jefferson went for 72. McCaffrey went for 71. Eckler went for 73. Bijan Robinson, highest, highest drafted player, $78. Uh, Tyree Kill 74. So, I mean, there are guys where I definitely wanted. I just didn't want to go that deep, you know, into my pocket to to go after and get them. But, I don't blame you though. It's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous yeah, dollar amount. When you're in a baseball league, the baseball league I'm in, where guys go for like the max a guy will go for in a $250, $260 budget is $50. Mm -hmm. uh, there's more positions yes to fill out, but and there's but there's less teams so there's like 20 of the 30 mlb teams it's a rotisserie league so it's not head to head it's just cumulative cumulative stats right. for a week to week and just a one-on-one -on -one matchup not a matchup where you play like the median score of the week or a matchup or, or a league where you play multiple teams a week when you're playing one-on-one -on -one a, a week spending over like 60 dollars on a player to me it, where the NFL one play could change a guy's career let alone season is so ridiculous so ridiculous. Right. Now, if I go to this team, I love obviously the Wilson keep. I love the Herbert quarterback. If Henry is healthy, he's your guy and, and ditto with Andrews and Lamar. But then your receivers, like even if Calvin Ridley is not what Calvin Ridley is supposed to do, like Brandon Ayuk is a is no longer the best kept secret in fantasy football. He's flying off draft boards a little early. Um, and then Godwin, I think like Toss, I know you and I like Evans a lot, and I think we all are in the agreement, like Baker. We, she's shown flashes of being great and Godwin and Evans can produce, especially look, they're going to be down. They're going to be throwing the ball. Like before Tom Brady got in there, Jameis Winston famously or infamously threw 30 interceptions and led the league in and, and led the league in touchdowns and passing yards. He was throwing the ball all around. You have a great wait and see guy with Javante Williams. If they ease him back into things and in the second half of the season, he's fresh legs and he's playing really good football. Then that's your our, that's your running back to mix in with Derrick Henry and David Montgomery, or or, or trade him because Nick only spent eight bucks on him. Turns yeah. into a thirteen dollar player for someone to have as an RB one next. I'll turn season. it over to you, Alex. But I think this is a this is a real masterclass, Nick. Good job.
Thank you. And that's the, th that's the beauty of having an auction draft where like you, you have the control to get whoever you want, right? Like if you want that player really badly, then you just got to spend some shekels rather than getting someone taken right under your nose, you know, right. The pick before you or a couple picks before you. So you have more power in an auction draft. And so that's why I always tend to finish pretty high in this league because uh, you know, it's not like it's a amount of research that I do. It's just, allocating in the right areas and i think some guys get goo goo eyes for these big names guys all the time and i just never want to do that you, you don't want to get goo goo eyes at all in auction drafts but right very very happy with your team alex sorry yeah i would just say i think the first thing i'll say is nick i believe that this team is a contender like i said before we got on air i don't look at this team and think like world beater but i do look at them and say good depth good young players any of them can pop off on the bench. All of your quote unquote stashes could turn to guys like Josh said that could be used as trade assets for people to, for other members of the league to keep um, or guys that end up as your starter, right? If, yeah. if one of your current starters goes down, <clears throat> my number one takeaway from this draft and your league and the, the suggestion and advice for anyone out there who is about to embark upon their fantasy football journey is know your league. And it is apparent that in this league, guys do not value young talent. Jameer Gibbs went for $25. I don't understand that. Calvin Ridley, who you you said you spent 33 on, his ADP yeah. is significantly lower than Jameer Gibbs. A lot of people are drafting Jameer Gibbs in the third round. And I think while you didn't get Jameer Gibbs, you did get a lot of other rookies yeah. who have the propensity and ability that we believe in that could turn into players that are starters in fantasy football. I think Gibbs is the one where I, I've been kicking myself about because I left so much money on the table. I was bidding for him and I was like replying to a text message and then the clock went off and someone got, I totally would have tried to get him as much as possible, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, looking at the rest of those it. players, I would have, I would have guessed that Jameer Gibbs based off of where he's falling in other drafts would have been like 35 to $40. Right. And, and I get the skepticism because like, I think we're giving him a little bit too much hype maybe because there is a very solid NFL running back in that, uh, in that stable. And I think he has, you know, the big playability that we saw at Alabama. And I wouldn't be shocked if he was a, a league winner type. Um, but I think in my mind, when I'm looking at PPR leagues that are just snake draft, I'm, I'm a little more hesitant than other people are to pull the trigger on a guy like that. Yeah. Um, but you knew your league and you knew how to take advantage of it. And this is an auction draft. Everyone has the opportunity to get any player. You don't have that opportunity in a snake draft. So I think you did a really, really good job in any scenario of things going wrong outside of the backup quarterback, like Josh already mentioned, you have accounted for. And I yes. think that is a telltale sign of a good drafter and just a good fantasy football. A lot of fail saves. Right, right. Well, the thing with like these, the quarterbacks too, is that like, there's plenty of good guys that are like Tom Brady. <laughs> <is available. laughs> um, so funny. They still do that. But oh like, my God, dude, you could pick up Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr is available. Like there's, there's guys. I mean, it's not, I mean, Garoppolo, like Kenny Pickett, like it's not a two quarterback league. So some guys only rock one quarterback. I don't get it. Honestly, um, I, ho hopefully none of these guys are listening. Nick, I would go yank Kenny Pickett right now. But for I, who though? But for who? Quickly, I would like, drop. I don't Bryce know for Kenny Pickett to be honest. I, I, I kind of want to see how Bryce Young is doing. Yeah, you got to see one week. Yeah, you can, I mean, no one's going to rush to pick a picket. I don't think you got to. I'm. I'm. I don't disagree with you, Toss, but I think you got to see how it is. Are you starting? What I'm going to do is yeah. Smith and Jigba is going to start the year on the IR. Is so he? I'm going to move. I'm going to move. Yeah, because well, he he has wrist surgery, so he's going to be out three or four weeks. So oh, yeah, I think I'm going to move him to my IR spot. 
Great. Um, or he'll be at least put as out. So you can put an out player in your IR spot. And then I can pick up either Kenny Pickett or I like to rock two defenses. I like to play the matchup game. In this league, too, defenses score so many points. It is ridiculous. That's um, like, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say is know your league. And if you have a kicker <sighs> in a defense, like sometimes it's really worth spending that draft capital on a team oh, that man. you know you don't have to think about it. They have like, a ridiculous like like scoring system for defense where like you can score 40 points as a defense. It's it's so wild. I hate it. The, yeah, that sucks. But the Patriots, and I'm not even saying this as a fan of the Patriots, year in and year out, they're the most consistent fantasy. Like low key, like they're always really good in fantasy. Right. But their defense, they get sacks because they yeah. they're always rotating fresh guys in. Yeah. He get Bill That's Bill right. is they get turnovers. They're so good in the red zone. They don't let up that many points there. And special like, teams. I mean, I think their special teams they, they get a lot of score. Uh, yeah, exactly. They score. Really good job. Um, all right. Let's go to some of the other uh things, other sorry, other rosters, Jesus, that have been sent into us. Um, I do wanna a question was thrown at us though, keeper question. Our buddy Ethan Cohn, mm. who I had no idea that played fantasy. Shout out Pink's Hot Dogs, played fantasy football. Uh, he asked what keeper he should do. Damian Pierce, sixth rounder. Brandon Ayuk, eighth rounder. I told mm. him we probably all have the same resounding answer, but I just wanted to throw to you guys what he thought there. I have Pierce. I think that Damian Pierce, I mean, I actually really wanted him in this draft, um, but... Look, he's he's their clear cut guy. You know, he's not really sharing the load with anyone. He had a really good season last year, um, and I think that offense is getting a little better. And I think they're really going to rely on the run game to ease to ease Stroud into it. Um, I like Pierce here. Sixth round, good value too. It is good value. Know, he's probably going know, the fourth round. Do you know if it's a standard half or full PPR? I believe it's full. I'll do a double okay. check really quickly. If it's full, I'm going to say Ayuk. Um, if it were a standard league, I'd be swayed. Half point, I'd stick with Ayuk as well. Um, I think Damian Pierce is a guy that didn't catch a lot of passes last season. Um, he's going to be their Nick, he used this word earlier. He's going to be their bell cow back, but they did bring in Devin Singletary, who I think can poach a lot of the receptions. Um, that was a guy who was effective at certain weeks and times in Buffalo. He was never consistent. But he has been a guest on the show, so I, I <laughs> give him a little bit of a shout out. Um, and I think that Ayuk was the number one wide receiver last season in San Francisco. And would we be surprised if he was the number one wide receiver in San Francisco once again? Debo Samuel cannot stay healthy, and that's a problem for that team. Um, but if Ayuk's out there, he has those big pop off games. And if you're getting him in the eighth round, and he's he ends up being your wide receiver two or your flex, like I'm. I think you got to lock that in. Well, that was like one of my questions that I was going to actually throw at you, Nick, because I think one of the things we didn't talk about on your roster was Brandon Ayuk on the bench. I feel like in a lot of leagues, he's at worst a flex player. And right now he's your fourth wide receiver. And I know we think that Calvin really is going to have a really like a renaissance year in Jacksonville and everyone's going to eat there. But is there, and I, and I know San Francisco opens up against Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, very tough defensive matchup. But is there maybe a world where Ayuk gets your week one start? He could have a really strong year. I, I think he can as well. I just I look at last season, and I think I read a report that there was there was ten games in which he was targeted fewer than six times last year, mm. right? So it also led to him scoring under ten points eight times. Like that's 
it's a kind of a big risk that you got to take there, right? Like uh, you got to have at least 10 points if you're Brandon Ayuk. And it's just one of those things where they have an embarrassment, is it embarrassment of riches? Is that, is that the term I'm looking for? Crushed it, baby. Uh, embarrassment of riches with Debo Samuel and George Kittle and McCaffrey and Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. And like that, it's just, who's going to be the guy that week. So I kind of have to wait and see like how much they're really going to rely on him this season. Yeah. Willie Sneed got good run in the preseason as well. He that did too. some good things in Baltimore and new Orleans um, and in Houston. Though the other thing, uh, you know, just keep, keep going. It'll come to me whatever I was going to say, but I had another, I think I had another, oh, oh, it's the exact opposite of what you have with Chris Godwin. who is the <clears throat> right. ultimate high floor player, right? Exactly. Like week in, week out, he's six for 60. Whether he's giving you two touchdowns, like you never know. Um, yeah. But Ayuk is like the true, the tried and true like flex player where it's a big splash, but it could be a, a big failure too. Ayuk for me is like a glorified, I think even better, honestly, a, a, a better option to, to Tyler Lockett. Like Tyler Lockett can can get you like, 30 40 points but then he can also get you two points bro i think you're gonna make me mad there you're gonna i think both those guys are gonna have good years i'm gonna i think we're gonna be sitting here in like a couple weeks and i think you're gonna be very very pleased you have brandon ayak i will take no besmirchment of tyler lockett on this yeah that's i won't have it yeah he's on the show he's but he's going for he's he tosses lockett going for your mount rushmore of most uh gassed up guys in the show like your personal one maybe at the end of this season I mean, we're halfway through, and he's wide receiver six. I'll be like, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> All right, let's go to some of the teams we've been. Because he's a virgin. Uh, what? I didn't know that that he was. I mean, if he's not married, then he's a virgin. Because I know he was saving himself for marriage. I don't think he's married either. Was that just because he wanted to like establish good trust. chemistry with Russell Wilson, and he felt like that would get them on the same wavelength or something? Jesus, like, what? I don't know. But is on he- the Wikipedia page, says Lockett is a professed Christian. And his following beliefs, he's also chosen to abstain from sex until marriage. So I don't see no ring. I don't see no no woman on the Wikipedia page. So I think he's a virgin. Okay. Good Lord. Good, yeah. good. Got sweet. a lot of blockage. Did you just show us Jesse, Jesse from New York's draft that was done on a big board in person? I Jesse from Connecticut, but yes, Stanford. Well, I don't want. Don't do is he it. Not, is he living in New York right now? He's in, he lives in NYC. Uh, he's doing dentist things over there. And he sent this to me. Yeah, so it's just from New York. Cause, That's cause, what I'm saying. It's like, where they are Josh currently. Yeah. I guess I am. You're definitely because... Josh not from ATX. That's what <laughs> That is terrible. Um, okay. So this is a keeper league. You keep one guy. He kept Tony Pollard in the sixth round. His draft went as followed. Tyre, and he picked at the let me get that slot. Sorry. What if they what if they like didn't have a card for a guy? They should write it. Um yeah, and I think I imagine they had like writables. Did he not pick at the 10 spot that's right next to his name? Thank <laughs> you, Ross. Sherlock Holmes striking again. Um yeah. I, I feel like no, I don't even feel like Watson. I feel like that the uh the inspector who is just just absolutely lost in the sauce in the, in the Robert Downey Jr. movies. Um, okay, at the 10th spot, he went Tyreek Hill, wrapped around and grabbed Josh Jacobs. In the third round, he took Debo Samuel. Fourth round, Christian Watson from Green Bay. Fifth round, he went with another Christian, this time Christian Kirk out of Jacksonville. He likes, he likes Tyler Lockett, big Christian team. 
Big, uh, he went Tony Pollard. Uh, then he went AJ Dillon, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Tank Bigsby, another rookie. Jonathan Mingo, another rookie. Kirk Cousins is his quarterback. Then he's got Chuba Hubbard. Uh, and then he went uh, Oconquo at the tight end spot. Tyler Bass is his kicker. And he's got the Miami defense closing out his draft. So basically, his starting lineup is Hill. Samuel Watson, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Tony his Pollard was a keeper, I'm guessing. Pollard is his yeah. keeper. Like okay. I said, uh, yeah, this, uh, the, in the sixth round, his quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Aconquo is his tight end. Um, my gut check to his draft, I felt it was a little. I felt, and I got to see the rest of the board, and there were some teams that I was like, "What are you on with these picks?" Like one guy had Jamar Chase as a keeper in the fourth round, and he better go to bed thanking his lucky stars. Because that rest of that team was just so highly questionable. Um, and this team, I think that I'm not, I don't love Debo. You know, I think the injury history. Yeah, but as his wide receiver, too, I don't mind it. Sure. His wide receiver, I, I, two or three. Because he's I got Tyree Kill and he's got Christian Watson. It's probably three. Christian Kirk. I, okay. Can we, this is another, you're going to figure out a little bit of how I feel about the board this year, but I don't trust Christian Watson's ADP whatsoever. I don't either. So you why guys would don't you, love why the would Watson you? pick? I don't like that pick, but I like that he picked Christian Kirk right after it because I know that Christian Kirk is going to be solid. I can't tell you that he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver, but he's certainly not going to be a, a bottom – like he's not going to be lower than 40. He's too yeah. consistent. He's too he's, He gets too many receptions each, each week, um, and we know that Trevor Lawrence already likes him. So whether Debo pans out or Christian Watson pans out, hopefully one of them does, and Christian Kirk is his wide receiver three or his flex, however they – break down the lineup and he has Jackson Smith round? and Jigba too, which yeah. I liked third round was, was Samuel, right? Third round was Samuel. Yeah. And it's a keeper league. So there's guys obviously missing from the draft. Uh, yeah. Those are a little, it's always tough to maneuver. I'm going to keep league as well with two keepers. I like Tyree kill as your wide receiver one. It's a big boom player. And look, Josh Jacobs is back. He got his new deal. I don't know if he'll lead the league in rushing again, but I think that's solid. I think if your running backs are Pollard and Josh Jacobs, you got to feel pretty good. And yeah. you have Tyree kill. I and think it's a, it's a very top-heavy team. I'm a little concerned about the depth, though. There, I'm a little concerned about the depth, and I'm very concerned, like, from the tight end spot, Oconquo, like, I think is a good tight end, too, but that's kind of okay. an airmail. And then I'm a little concerned at the quarterback. Like, I like yeah. Kirk Cousins, but I would love to, like, as a Kirk Cousins spelling versus a Kirk Cousins option one. You know, I used, I used to think, and it's just because, like, the game has changed so much, but, like, when I first started playing fantasy football in high school and even a little bit in college, like I'd wait a long time to take a quarterback, seventh, eighth, ninth round, sometimes maybe even tenth round, you know, because for the most part, a lot of those guys did very similar things. You know, they didn't run the ball that much. They put up the same, you know, totals. You're getting a guy who gets twenty points. You're getting a guy who gets twenty five points. That's really what it came down to. But now, you've got Mahomes, you've got Hurts, you've got Josh Allen, you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Fields, who put up numbers like running backs do sometimes, and you basically have to get them early. And I really feel like you need to take a quarterback earlier nowadays just because of how it is. And I was a little hesitant to draft Herbert so high just because he doesn't do as much on the ground. But I think having so many weapons and having such a you know big offense is going to do wonders for him. I don't know if I love the Kirk Cousins you know, I think that he's probably the tenth, maybe twelfth best quarterback mm -hmm. you know, in fantasy standards. And 
if you're the 10th or 12th, that means that you've got the worst quarterback out of all of your teams. So I think when you're in, in these fantasy drafts these days, you know, I, I really think you got to go out and get a top five guy to make yourself competitive because there's really five guys that are different than everyone else. Maybe six. I agree. I was really thin at the wide receiver spot in a three starting wide receiver league last year. And I had Josh Allen and was just paid massive dividends having him. Um, let's go to another team. Uh, the, Sorry, the last Alex. thing I'll say on, no, I was going to say on Kirk cousins, he's also, his ceiling is somewhat limited too, because he doesn't run the ball. Like, I'd rather you take a shot at a guy like Anthony Richardson if you're going to draft a QB. I know Richardson probably went earlier than Kirk Cousins. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. Both those guys use their legs, and to yeah. me, that's more enticing if you're going to wait. Or go for a guy like Tua or Dak who end up with those games where they throw five, six touchdowns, right? Like <clears throat> Kirk Cousins will not be higher and, than the QB eight. It just won't happen. And they're capable of running the ball too. They can get a rushing touchdown here and there. Especially oh, for Dak. sure. Especially yeah. Dak, yeah. Yeah. You got you need you need some guy that can move, and I'll go to we'll go to your buddy Brett's team, and then we'll float back to uh, we'll float back around Brett Alsop, uh, Texas guy, toss his buddy, sent his team over. His quarterback is Jalen Hurts. His running backs are Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor. His wide receivers are Olave and Brandon Cooks. His tight end is Kyle Pitts. His flex is Samaj P. Ryan now in Denver. Defense Saints kicker Chris Boswell, uh, and his first bench guy that we see here at least is Jerry Judy, which I feel is important to include. I- he sent me the rest of his bench, which I will please um, read off. Read off Rondale Moore, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Van Jefferson, Roshan Johnson, Hookham, Kendra Miller, who's running back for the Saints, and then Bryce Young, uh, Carolina's QB. His bench is pretty weak. Um, now, can I just give a clarifying statement? This is a 14 man league. Oh. Impressive how, how top heavy this team is. Then wow, okay, that changes. That changes. I gotta give a little leeway on the bench if it's a fourteen man league. Oh, I didn't know guys, that. Okay, fourteen man league. Yeah. Any well, keepers, okay. or is this just all pure snake? Straight, snake draft, no keepers. So I'm guessing that Eckler was his first pick. Jonathan Taylor is probably his second pick. Then Alave, then Hertz. I don't I know. Think, I think Hertz might have been his. I, probably Olave, then Hurts, and then I think nobody was willing to take a, a shot at Taylor, and he fell to the fourth round where Brett swooped him up. Yeah, mm. yeah that had to have been the case. Like, I mean, because you're talking about it, Nick. Hurts is a definite top five guy. Yep. And I think guys want top these five, guys. Top five quarterback, not top five like pick. Quarterback, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top yeah. five quarterback, and, and and in turn, probably a top five point points player. Like, yeah. With the, when you get the rushing stats in there, maybe number one, maybe number one. Uh, Olave, I think, is a really sneaky wide receiver one. It may not be sexy to start the year, but he, he as a wide receiver one in a fourteen man league, when your running back one's Austin Eckler and your QB one's Hurts, and your tight end is Kyle Pitts, and you have Jerry Judy coming back at some point, like there, this has to be the year. Or Jerry Judy is like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Right. Other than like a thin bench, and again in a fourteen man league, you got to be pretty happy. Yeah, for sure. I think Kyle Pitts' ADP has pushed him down a lot of boards, but we have to remind ourselves that as a rookie, he was incredibly productive. He is uber talented, and they drafted him with the top five pick, right? They drafted Drake London with the top 10 pick, and they drafted B. John Robinson with the top 10 pick. I know they're going to run the football. They ran it so excellently last year, but they are going to get Drake London and Kyle Pitts involved. And so I think where you get Kyle Pitts in, in a um, – a snake draft PPR half point standard. He's falling so far. Like it's worth taking a shot on him because you're not spending massive capital. Like you would 
by drafting a guy like TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, who Nick mentioned earlier in the draft, and certainly not Mark Andrews, who I've seen in a lot of 12-man full-point PPR leagues going in the second round. Um, and I'm not knocking that pick. I think he's going to be a beast. I think he might you know, vie for tight end number one by the end of the season, but I just like the value of Kyle Pitts there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... I think Atlanta's offense should go up, and it was pretty decent last year, all things considered, their personnel, with Kyle Pitts being injured. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to our boy, Greg Silver. Um, this may be our last one for the day, and we could come back to uh, the rest of them next time we get in there. Greg's starting lineup. Lamar Jackson is his quarterback. Derek Henry is his running back one. Jameer Gibbs is his running back two. Amon Ross St. Brown is his wide receiver one. His... Wide receiver two is Sky Moore. His tight end is George Kittle. Cam Akers is his flex. His defense is the Commanders. He's got Jake Moody, and then he's got Khalil Herbert and Zay Flowers from what I see. And I'll look to read the rest of his team. I got to find it. Sorry. I'll pull it up. I have it on my phone. This is a six-man league. Who's in this league? <laughs> you like it that much? Uh, I just think name-wise, like ADP-wise, these guys are all very high. Um He's got I mean, Goff and then Mitchell, sorry, Everett and Lazard on the bench. Okay, it's kind of a weak bench. Um, yeah, I, I'd imagine it sounds like it's a ten. It's probably a ten-man league, just mm-hmm. based off of which can players you, he can has. You pull back up so we can see it. Yeah, sorry, I don't know that one. Um, I mean, I don't he, even know if Sky Moore's a flex for me, so like, I really don't like his wide receiver too. But it's hard to nitpick anything else besides that. Yeah, like it's hard to say what's going to happen in Kansas City besides Mahomes and Kelsey. You know, I, mean, I think Pacheco's obviously got himself a, a good role there too. But yeah. when it comes to receivers, I mean, you got Sky Moore, you've got Tony, you've got Rashid Rice that they're high on right now too. You know, of course, we just talked about Kelsey. He's he's going to take a lot of targets up. So it's really hard for me to put a guy, especially a wide receiver two from Kansas City in there. Um, but I do love his, you know, first four guys that you named. I mean, Lamar, Derek Henry, Jameer Gibbs, and I'm a huge Amon Rossi and Brown fan. I mean, he was kept in my league, so I didn't have a chance to go out and get him. And then Kittle is a pretty solid guy. I mean, I think that's a good, you know, power five right there, but just need depth. Yeah, I'll I like his, I think his running back depth is good. I mean, Akers and... Um, and that was and, my ideal and, backfield. And yeah. Khalil, Khalil Herbert is starting the year as the starting running back for the Chicago Bears. As he should. As he should. He's very talented. There's a reason why they moved off of David Montgomery. Yes, they brought in Roshan. Yes, they brought in Deontay Foreman. But I, I like his running back room a lot. And it's just, you know, maybe you, maybe you, Khalil Herbert makes a big splash in the first four weeks. Then they start working in Foreman and, and Roshan Johnson more. Go make a quick trade to upgrade your wide receiver room so that you're not looking at Sky more and, and thinking, oh, gosh, I got to flex a different guy in that wide receiver two spot every single week. That it's is not the situation you want to be in. That's he might get a goose egg in that wide receiver two spot. Yeah, Very that is a, that's a scary place to be your wide receiver two. But the top four guys, Jackson, Henry, Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown are all super strong. Um, great. That's we have more. We had a couple more submissions, and then I just saw it on our Instagram DMs. We had a few more submissions there. So people sending in their rosters, very exciting stuff. We'll go through on our 1090 show later this week. We'll go through a few more. It's been like five, 10 minutes, kind of you know, buzzing through these guys. But good job on your first draft, Nick. Toss, when is your drafts? When's your St. Mark's draft? And one's your Texas draft? Uh, next Tuesday, next Wednesday. So they are down wow. to the wire. Yeah. Um, 
not a lot of time to look at my rosters after I crush the draft. One, <laughs> my, one of my SIG EP leagues, there's 14 people in it. Um, it's a league that I'm in with Brett also. He's actually the commissioner of that league. And I texted you guys over the weekend. We, we picked our draft order by um, picking drivers in the Coke Zero 400, which was the Daytona Speedway race this past weekend. And uh, I had, uh, I think his first name's Ryan. Ryan Blaney was my pick. I, I ended up third last season. So I had a, a top three pick in, in of drivers and he was ahead. I don't know what lap his, he was first after, but then they got into a horrific car crash. Yeah. Um, he's okay. Everybody's okay. Thank goodness. But it actually was very reminiscent of Dale Earnhardt's crash that he had that, that unfortunately took his life. Um, but they've made a lot of adjustments on the track since then. And you know, a lot of people were kind of alluding to the fact that these new safety measures resulted in people not being hurt um which was that's always great to hear but blaney ended up um he's a do not finish but he got more points than two of the other drivers that some of the guys in the league picked so i have the 12th pick in a 14 man draft so i'm i'm not stoked i would say about that because in a 10 man when you have the 10th pick and then the flip on the 11 like you got to be pretty excited about that because you're going to get two really, really high caliber picks. Yeah, we have the ninth pick in our league. I'm excited. I am. I am excited about that. But in a 14 man league, I'm you're excited about having the ninth pick in a two QB like league. Yeah, we had it last year. I loved it. Yeah, damn. Thinking about that now, two QB league. I have the third pick, so it might be slim, slim pickings with QBs. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It didn't go like that last last year, but we'll see. Well, you know, if everybody goes QB, you at least get Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes, which is if you wanted to go that route. You or me? You. You, you have a. You have a. You, you you're talking you about. Want. You're talking about the top three picks. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm just I'm saying not taking it, Jalen Hurts with the number three pick. Okay. <laughs> no, I just I, I know that a lot of people consider those those first three QBs and kind of like their own tier where it's Allen, it's Mahomes, and it's Hurts, whatever order you want to put them in, that's, that's your own like kind of personal preference. But um, you have, at least you know that you could get one of those three guys if that's how you were right, looking right, at it. Right. But you can also maybe get Justin Jefferson falling to you at the third pick, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, And it looks yeah. like we're switching to PPR. I, I think how the way it's shaping up, I think it's probably going to be a typical one, two, three, Jefferson, Eckler, McCaffrey, Chase, or some combination of those four. I no, I think we'll see. Who's who has the it's Pat and Keith, Keith, and then who's the second pick? Max, as of now, him and Graham are talking about swapping now. Okay, interesting. Should be very, very interesting. We'll report more on that probably next week because the draft is Thursday. But we will see you guys for our next episode on Thursday. Hit your free throws because they're free. Fisher to Sopless, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Pleasure as always, gentlemen.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.